0: The Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network College Football Edition is presented by The Rebel Walk. For the best coverage of Ole Miss sports, visit www.therebelwalk.com. We are also brought to you by I'm Changing the Narrative. Our mentor and dear friend, Rachel Barbo, started this movement to improve the lives of current and former athletes. To learn more, visit www.imchangingthenarrative.org. We are also brought to you by Quick Cuts Media. Whether you are looking to produce business to business or business to consumer media for your employees, vendors, and customers can be a wonderful experience with the right partner. Learn how to win with us at www.quickcutsmedia.com And we are also brought to you by, our good friend, David Walker. Head over to Amazon today and pick up your copy of his amazing book, I'll Tell You When You're Good. Coming up next is the Crunch Time Express. Your VIP pass has been approved so all aboard. In this episode, we will be breaking down our featured college football games of the week. We have you covered on every angle. I will update you on any late-breaking news and expected weather forecast. Billy will give you the opening lines and totals and if there are any significant line movements. In the final segments, we hand the show over to our senior analyst, Kenneth, for the best game breakdown and analysis. In the final segment is the game of the week breakdown. Kenneth will give you the best insight around and his keys to victory for both teams.
1: Webster defines crunch time as a critical moment or period, like the end of a game, when decisive action is needed. Every sports fan knows this time in the game. Your palms sweat a little bit more, your heart races just a little bit faster, and you live and die with every play until the final seconds tick off the clock, and you're either celebrating a victory or disappointed by the defeat. The team at CrunchTime Sports Advantage Network understands just how critical these moments are. For us, it begins as soon as the next set of games are on the board. We evaluate the opening lines and any breaking news throughout the week. We cover each game inside and out, whether it's from inside the locker room to a huddle down on the field, the court, or the ice. We take you inside the meeting room with scouts, coaches, and executives. We have our fingers on the pulse of all the sports that we cover, the National Hockey League, NBA, college basketball, college football, and the National Football League. We are the Crunchtime Sports Advantage Network, and we're here to help you find your sports advantage. After all the data has been crunched, we then turn it over to Kenneth for the best analysis around. His unique perspective in both understanding the data and how it applies to the game and how you win is the Crunch Time Sports Advantage. Are you ready? The Crunch Time Jet is fueled and ready for takeoff and the Crunch Time Express is about to leave the station. Your VIP pass has been approved, so all aboard.
0: If there is anyone who could say, I didn't sign up for this, it's Texas A&M quarterback David Walker. This is the incredible story of Walker's demanding, provocative, bitterly fought career and the most miraculous comeback of all time. Now the hardest fighting Texas A&M Aggie who ever lived reveals his life as the A&M field general inside the cold-blooded arena of college football. Join fans now in discovering the most disturbingly fascinating career in NCAA history with a youngster who lived it, including unique stories of a superb high school coach and the all-time game changers for Aggie football, the Wishbone Gang. Walker is the only college-level quarterback to ever publish a book based on his experiences in amateur athletics, and remains the youngest starting college quarterback ever. He held the single-season passing record at Sulphur High for 40 years and the single-game QB rushing record at Texas A&M for 35 years, a true dual-threat quarterback. Enjoy the flavor of Southwest Louisiana and the adopted Texas swagger in his unique voice as he takes you down a -a one-of-a-kind path you could never imagine possible in the modern era of college football. In so doing you will uncover what may be the best amateur sports story of all time how David Walker met the greatest challenge in NCAA history. Head over to Amazon today and pick up your copy. It is walking to the beat of your own drum, walking the walk, not just talking the talk. It's the walk of champions. It's the walk across the stage that forever makes Ole Miss your beloved alma mater. The Rebel Walk exists to bring fresh, unique content to Ole Miss readers. While we are certainly focused on all Rebel sports, we are also interested in taking a walk that is a little off the beaten path, producing high-quality stories you simply cannot get elsewhere. Those of us involved in The Rebel Walk make this promise to our readers, we vow to look harder and delve deeper into topics that matter to Ole Miss Rebels. You can follow Evie on Twitter at Ole Miss Evie and The Rebel Walk at The Rebel Walk and their fantastic website at www.therebelwalk.com. We are happy to have you on the journey with us. The mission of I'm Changing the Narrative is to promote positive mental health and good love for yourself and others to serve as inspiration for students, professionals and parents to create an individual legacy of purpose, passion and platform. Rachel Barbeau brings positivity and purpose to students, professionals and parents across the country through her movement I'm Changing the Narrative. Presented in an encouraging and supportive environment, Rachel speaks about the power to change the narrative and to find purpose in life. In 55 minutes, Rachel covers themes such as leadership, mental health, self-care, domestic violence prevention, social justice, and interpersonal relationships. Everyone is challenged to live a life of purpose, passion, and platform. To learn more, please visit unchangingthenarrative.org. While our team's professional experience dates back to the 1980s, Quick Cuts Media has been producing business to business and business to consumer media since the fall of 2011. Professionally produced media is essential in today's business environment. Successful companies value an educated workforce and inform vendors and clients. Whether your business is service or product-based, let us produce your business-to-business and business-to-consumer media in a budget-conscious way to help you get the most out of your media production dollars. Our systematic approach with actors, graphics, added video, and high-impact text will help you educate, inform, and excite your audience. We will deliver to you a professional video for your business in a week. Whether it is a learning management system content or training, corporate culture or marketing the team at Quick Cuts Media will be here to give you exactly what you need. For more information, please contact us at 844-277-2887 or visit us at www.quickcutsmedia.com. The mission of Unchanging the Narrative is to promote positive mental health and good love for yourself and others to serve as inspiration for students, professionals and parents to create an individual legacy of purpose, passion and platform. Rachel Barbo brings positivity and purpose to students, professionals and parents across the country through her movement on changing the narrative. Presented in an encouraging and supportive environment, Rachel speaks about the power to change the narrative and to find purpose in life. In 55 minutes, Rachel covers themes such as leadership, mental health, self-care, domestic violence prevention, social justice, and interpersonal relationships. Everyone is challenged to live a life of purpose, passion, and platform. To learn more, please visit I'mchangingthenarrative.org. While our team's professional experience dates back to the 1980s, Quick Cuts Media has been producing business-to-business and business-to-consumer media since the fall of 2011. Professionally produced media is essential in today's business environment. Successful companies value an educated workforce and informed vendors and clients. Whether your business is service or product-based, let us produce your business-to-business and business-to-consumer media in a budget-conscious way to help you get the most out of your media production dollars. Our systematic approach with actors, graphics, added video, and high-impact text will help you educate, inform, and excite your audience. We will deliver to you a professional video for your business in a week. Whether it is a learning management system content or training, corporate culture or marketing the team at Quick Cuts Media will be here to give you exactly what you need. For more information, please contact us at 844 2887 or visit us at www.quickcutsmedia.com. Now it is time for us to turn the show over to the voodoo child, Kenneth as he gives his keys to the featured games.
2: And welcome into the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network. This is the Crunch Time Express, and we're coming home to the SEC Championship game. Welcome in, everyone. Kenneth here, Senior Analyst for the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network. And this is your Crunch Time Sports Advantage. The Alabama Crimson Tide. The Georgia Bulldogs. We've done this dance before. So let's do it again. Georgia comes in as the number one overall seed leading into this last weekend of regular season football. With the knowledge of knowing that they are already in the college football playoffs. Headman Kirby Smart. The prodigal son that has returned home to lead his beloved Bulldogs looking to cap off not only their um, last undefeated regular season, but including an undefeated regular season and a conference championship, something that they haven't done in over four decades. Dan Lanning, his defensive coordinator. Top Munkin, his offensive coordinator. We'll get into those gentlemen here uh, in just a moment. For the Alabama Crimson Tide, the greatest college football coach of all time, Nick Saban. This man's resume reads like a Hall of Fame speech. Six national championships overall, five of them coming there at the capstone. Conference championships. Offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien. Believe me, we're going to talk about him in just a moment. Offensive coordinator with his first year at the University of Alabama. Pete Golding, defensive coordinator for the Crimson Tide. Guys, you've heard me say what's at stake in this ballgame. And I've said it consistently for the past six weeks. A win for this Georgia Bulldogs program would be monumental. One, it would get over the Alabama hurdle as Alabama in the past couple of years have stood in the way of Georgia winning a national championship. And it sets the tone for potentially two college football playoff games. The mental side of this game cannot be understated. For Alabama, a wounded champion uh, coming into this entire season. We said that the offensive line would be a huge question mark. It has, and it has been all year long. The defense has played inconsistent. But Nick Saban is still the head coach of the University of Alabama. And there would never be a game in Nick's coaching career at the University of Alabama, where he will not be the best head coach on the sideline. Kirby Smart, looking to launch his campaign into that upper tier of college coaches right now. There's only one thing missing from his resume and that's a national championship and he has the team to win one this year. Guys, let's get into the money because I can't wait to get into this breakdown. This game in the look ahead, so before last weekend's ball games, Georgia was a three-and-a-half-point favorite. After that performance Alabama had with in-state rival in the Iron Bowl, That line opened Sunday afternoon with Georgia as a four-point favorite. As we sit here on Friday morning, 8.30 Central Time, that line now sits with Georgia as a a six-and-a-half-point favorite as betters hammered that number um, earlier on, ballooning it up to six-and-a-half. Now, mind you, it never got to seven. That's a key there. As we sit right now, 11,336 bets have been placed on this game. Alabama's getting 83% of the money. If you're going to bet this game, either, either side of it, from here on out, the next thing you're looking for is, does that line come back to six or stays at six and a half? By 7 p.m. tonight. That's that's kind of my handicapping um, as far as that goes. Let's get into the numbers here. Because I'm going to talk about two fantastic quarterbacks in this contest. I've said it all year long. If Georgia is to win a national championship, Stetson Bennett will be the quarterback. JT Daniels has less starts at the University of Georgia than Bryce Young has right now. Bryce Young is a first-year starter for the University of Alabama. JT Daniels has Fewer touchdowns at the University of Georgia right now than Stetson Bennett. So if JT Daniels is in this ball game, that is bad news for every Georgia Bulldog fan listening to this podcast. Stetson Bennett has done what you saw from the Alabama quarterbacks earlier on in Nick Saban's tenure. Think Greg McElroy, Think A.J. McCarron. You know what those two quarterbacks have in common? Three national champions. Good night. God bless. Stetson Bennett does not turn the ball over. 119 completions, 183 attempts, 1,985 yards, 21 touchdowns, five INTs. you can quote-unquote be a game manager and still win a national championship. Brock Bowers, that fantastic tight end for the University of Georgia. 37 receptions, 652 yards, 10 touchdowns. I'm going to throw back a name here for you who he reminds me of. Kellen Winslow. No. Not not junior boy. I'm talking about Pops. Hall of Fame tight end for the San Diego Chargers. If you don't know what he looked like as a tight end, go Google the um, AFC playoff game. I think it's 1981 with the Chargers in Miami. Brock Bowers looks a lot like Kellen Winslow to me. For the University of Alabama, Heisman Trophy winner here in a couple of weeks. Or I should say next week, as the Heisman Trophy uh, award ceremony will be uh, next Saturday, Bryce Young. Bryce Young had his Heisman moment last week against the Auburn Tigers, 158 on the clock, 90-plus yards to go. Needing a touchdown. That kid looked a lot like Joe Montana in the pocket. Cool, calm, knew the game clock situation and just drove the ball down the field and put the ball in the end zone. Go back and watch that last throw for that touchdown. You couldn't have walked over to the wide receiver and dropped it in his hands at a better angle. Threw it away from the defensive back, right over the right over the shoulder, touchdown. Brian Robinson, if he plays in this game, it's on sheer heart and emotion. Strained hamstring, not pulled, strained. And the Ohio State transfer, Jamison Williams, ejected for targeting. Missed the second half of that ball game against Auburn. On the year, 61 receptions, 1,261 yards, 13 touchdowns. Guys, let me give you Bryce Young's numbers. 288 completions, 418 attempts, 3,901 yards, 40 touchdowns, 4 INTs. You want to know why this kid is about to win the Heisman Trophy? He's got a 10 to 1 INT to t- touchdown to INT ratio. You know who else have had those numbers? Now, Mac Jones last year did not win the Heisman. That's only because his teammate put up numbers that we haven't seen since Desmond Howard. The other quarterback to put up those type numbers, Joe Burrow, LSU who statistically may have had the greatest season any college quarterback has ever had considering the conference that he plays in you got to, you got to go deep into the into the annals to find a performance from a year long standpoint better than Joe Burrow's. guys let's take a look at the stats here because I'm going to make a lot of points when I highlight some of these numbers Georgia comes in averaging 40.7 points per game, they allow 6.9 Alabama comes in averaging 42.3 allowing 19.9 that's championship level defense by both of these teams despite the struggles that Alabama had in a couple of ball games. Total yardage, Alabama, 492.2 yards per game. 341.8 through the air, 150.3 on the ground. Georgia, 442.3, 240.3 through the air, 202.1 on the ground. Defense, ladies and gentlemen. I said it on our other podcast. I'll say it on this one. If you're talking about the best defensive front line and linebackers, it's the University of Georgia. If you're talking about the best pass rushers, it's Michigan and Alabama. If you're talking about cornerbacks, two starting cornerbacks and their nickel, it's the University of Cincinnati and it's not even close. If you're talking about the best overall defense at all three layers, line, linebackers, and the entire secondary, it's Oklahoma State. University of Georgia allows 230 Point four yards per game to their opponents 151.5 through the air 78.9 on the ground and for anybody who thinks this alabama defense has to take a backseat to anybody they don't they allow 294.3 yards per game 213.6 through the air 80.7 on the ground you want to talk about how dominant that rush defense for georgia is alabama allows less than two yards more than that Georgia defensive line. Last week, the Auburn Tigers, in regulation, scored 10 points. Okay? The Alabama defense, against a pretty good run game for Auburn, 37 uh, a carry. 37 carries, 71 yards, 1.9 yards per carry. If you can't run the ball, Georgia, oh my god, we got a ball game. Cuz I'm going to break some news here. Alabama's not going to be able to run the ball in this in this ball game. Okay. There's your breaking news. But Georgia damn well better be able to run the ball. 202 yards is what they average. If they can't get close to that, we got a ball game. We got a ball game. Guys, I'm going to talk about some names that you're going to hear on draft day Uh, Coming up next April for this Georgia Bulldogs defense. And I'm going to say this. Georgia needs to win a national championship this year because of how many guys they're going to lose off this defense. Guys, if you think that Alabama and Clemson got hit by guys going into the draft, they got hit over a two-year time period. Georgia's going to take a hit all at the end of this year. These are just some of the names that are going to be gone off this defense. Walker, defensive end. We talked about Jordan Davis, a fantastic um, two-gap defensive tackle. Should go in the mid-20s in next year's draft. Julian Rochester. Defensive tackle, Wyatt. Defensive tackle, Tindall. Linebacker, Walker. Linebacker, and the best player on this Georgia defense, Nickobe Dean. And if this kid does not win the Buckets Award, what 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 are we watching here? What are we watching? I know Tyke Smith and, and and Kendricks, they're both going to be gone. Lewisine, he's probably going to go ahead and declare. Chris Smith going to declare. You're talking. Oh, also Nolan Smith is going going to declare to go to the draft. So you're losing your entire starting linebackers and a key guy in Nintendo. That's four off of your linebackers. Wyatt, Walker, Rochester, Davis. Four of your best five defensive line guys. And you're starting secondary all will be gone off of this defense as soon as this season's over with you you got to make the move now it's it's all set up for you to win the national championship alabama this offensive line has been a mess and bill o'brien this is the game where you got to convince me that my lion eyes can see something different from what I've seen all year long. Phil Mathis on the defensive side, fantastic. DJ Dell starting to get, get going. But LeBron Ray, uh, Brian Young, Tim Smith, you guys got to play gap control in this ball game. Can't be freelancing against this Georgia run game. You did that against Florida. You got your rear ends kicked on the, on the defensive line. You get you did it again against Texas A and M. You got your butts kicked. You didn't do it against Ole Miss, who has the best run game in the Southeastern Conference for the last two years. You put up these numbers like you put up against Ole Miss, we got a ball game. 34 carries, 78 yards, 2.3 yards per carry. You hold Georgia to that, you go on to the college football playoffs as the number one seed because you win this ball game if you hold Georgia to those kind of rush numbers. if you hold them to what you held LSU to, because everybody wants to talk about how close that game was with LSU. If you hold Georgia to 40 carries, 109 yards, 2.7 yards per carry, you win this ballgame. Guys, we're we're already 20 minutes in, so let's get to how both teams win this ballgame. And let's start with the number one team in the country, the Georgia Bulldogs. Because there are lies that have been told, and now they got to be sold. We've heard all year long that Georgia's held back some of their offense for this ball game. Let me tell you. I'm taking the analyst hat off here for, for a minute, and I'm putting on the coaching headset. I'm taking you into what actually happens on the field right now. If you think that Georgia is going to unleash some kind of high-powered passing game uh, that they haven't shown all year long with no actual game reps, you are out of your mind. Because it's one thing to hit those plays in practice, on air, or scout team defense. It's another thing to do it in the SEC championship game at 3 p.m. Central Time on CBS with the adrenaline pumping. That stadium is electric. And oh, by the way, you're going up against the best defense that you've played since the opening weekend against Clemson. The timing that a wide receiver and his quarterback has to have is the same kind of communication that a husband and wife have had for over 40 years of marriage. It's being able to speak without talking to each other. It's that eye contact that you look over to your quarterback and he knows what route you're going to run against a certain coverage. And then it's the timing of an 18-yard uh, deep in or dagger route where your foot hits the ground and before you come out of your break going across the middle of the field, that ball is already in the air. Stetson Bennett does not have that rapport with any one of these wide receivers. Now, am I saying that Georgia can't win this ball game? Of course not. Georgia is the number one team in the country. Put some respect on that Bulldog name. Todd Munkin. This game is about you, my man. Because what you've shown me in 6 quarters is concerning. Opening weekend against the best defense that you saw all year long. Your offense scored 3 points against Clemson. Your offense was seven for 15 on third-down conversions. You could only mass 256 yards in that game of total offense. Your quarterback, yeah, he was 22 for 30, 4.5 yards per per attempt. Guys, to be an elite offense, you have to have a quarterback that's over nine yards per attempt. He was half of that in this ballgame. 135 yards passing. Oh, that vaunted run game in that contest, you got 121 yards on 31 carries, 3.9 yards per attempt. Let me say this, and hear me well, everybody that's listening to this. Georgia team is a 40-point-per-game team. Their offense is not a 40-point-per-game offense. Last year, Alabama's team was a 40-point-per-game offense. Two years ago, LSU was a 40-point-per-game offense. Why? Because they could get explosive plays from their wide receivers. Take a listen to some of these names for LSU. Jefferson, Jameer Chase, and Terrence Marshall. For Alabama last year. The Hosman Trophy winner and Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. Both of those guys were first round picks. Alabama and LSU's offense could roll out of bed with 30 points in their pockets, and they didn't give a darn who they were playing. This Georgia offense ain't that. Don't believe me? Okay. You're going to say that Clemson game was the first game of the season. Surely they improved. Let's go towards the middle part of the season. Let's go to Halloween weekend against the Florida Gators. Now, you're going to look at that final score and see 34 to 7. Let me tell you, that was not 34 to 7. With three minutes left to go in the first half the Georgia offense had three points. They kicked a uh, 21-yard field goal with 8.38 on the clock in the second quarter to take a 3-0 lead. They stripped Anthony Richardson uh, after uh, a deep punt inside of the red zone. Stripped Anthony Richardson. Two plays later, James, Cook's, James Cook goes in for an 11-yard touchdown, 10-0. They get an interception on the next series. One play, Curious Jackson, 36 yards from Stetson Bennett, 17 nothing. Dan Mullen, instead of taking a knee like every intelligent head coach would have done, Said no, hold my beer. Nicobe Dean, fifty-yard pick six. That game went from three nothing to twenty-four to nothing. The complexion of that ball game changed because Dan Mullen, idiotic play calling. So, six quarters against the two best defenses that you have played. All year long, you put up a total of six points by your offense. That's because your defense darn near gave you 14 points against Florida and scored the other seven. You couldn't drive the ball against Clemson or Florida. Bryce Young is not going to turn the ball over three times in this ballgame. If he does, Georgia wins by 30. But this Georgia offense has not shown me against primetime athletes the ability to go 75 and 80 yards and put touchdowns on the board. Todd Munkin, you think Bill O'Brien's seat is hot? My man, yours is just as hot. Now, the story will be how Stetson Bennett plays in this ballgame. For me, it's going to be what kind of play calling do you implement in this ballgame? Let's put the analyst hat back on. Georgia's keys to win against the University of Alabama. Get a lead early. That means you're going to need to throw on first down more so than you have ever done in your entire career. You got to put the ball in Stetson Bennett's hands. You have to allow him to dictate the down and distance in this ball game. Because Stetson Bennett's not going to make a lot of mistakes either. So you can trust this kid with the ball. First half passing yards for the University of Georgia needs to be over 150 yards. That's their first key to win this ballgame. Second key. Your special teams will need to be special in this ball game because Alabama kick returner Jamison Williams can take it to the house you allow a special team score in this ball game that is not a recipe for you to win and third for the University of Georgia Don't allow this game to get into the fourth quarter, and it's not more than a one-score ball game. From a mental standpoint, your coach has not done well against his former mentor in these pressure-packed games. You need to have a two-score cushion going into the fourth quarter. Let's turn it to the University of Alabama. Bill O'Brien. You have to do something that you did not do until your back was literally against the wall and a gun pointed to your head and you let Bryce Young be Bryce Young. Stop having this kid try to play like a fifth-year senior. Make all the checks at the line like he's an NFL quarterback and you can communicate in his headset. Give him a two-play before every snap of the ball. It's the same thing that Tennessee did with Peyton Manning when he was a freshman starting off. Wants to run. Then he can check to a pass if he don't like initially what he sees. You hear quarterbacks say this all the time: "Kill, kill, kill." Okay, you're killing the first play. You're killing the protection, and you're killing which side of the line that you you're you're trying to play to, whether it's the left or the right. Now. There are dummy deals as well, but I'm not going to take you through all of that. But basically, here's what Bill O'Brien and Bryce Young need to be allowed to do. As soon as he gets to the line, and this is how I can get Jordan Davis out of the ball game real quick. That's a 360-pound defensive tackle. His conditioning ain't that damn great. Three or four plays consecutive, that big boy is coming off the field. But before I allow him to get off the field, I'm going to run some tempo. I'm going to run some hurry up. You can't run east and west against this team. Too much speed at the linebacker spot. You got to run right at them. And it's not about the amount of yards. It's about the tempo of the game. I would love to see Alabama go to a six-man Offensive line, not with the tight end, with another tackle. You're basically playing a wide receiver at running back anyway, so you still got 11 personnel. It's just different because your one running back is actually a wide receiver, so you're actually in a jet formation where – no backs on the field, three wide receivers, and a tight end. All four of them can, can can catch the ball. You want to make this Georgia defense play 60 minutes, and you want them to play under constant pressure. You tempo their butts. You saw what you did to Auburn uh, late in that ball game? You played at the entire game against, against this Georgia Bulldog team you wear their butts out because they haven't played 60 minutes since the opening ball game. You get this ball game deep into the third and fourth quarter with a lead. Watch Georgia, Georgia tighten up. Your defensive line must play their assignments and must play them the way that Nick Saban, and Pete Golding has have set up this defense. Stop trying to get your name in the on paper. playing outside of the scheme. Play your daggum assignments in this ball game. You have arguably the second best rush defense in all of college football. You're going to need it in this ball game. Georgia averages 200 yards rushing per ball game. You allow 80. If you hold Georgia under 125 yards rushing in this ball game, you got a damn good chance of winning this ballgame. And finally, Bryce Young, you got to play like young MC, baby. You got to play fast, you got to play loose, and you got to play like the Heisman Trophy winner that you're about to be next Saturday. You average 340 yards passing. You go over 300 yards in this ballgame. You get Alabama to another uh, college football playoffs. And you guarantee yourself the opportunity to do, the, do what only one other player in the history of college football has ever done. You return next year with the opportunity to win Back-to-back Heisman Trophies. Only Archie Griffin has ever done that. But more importantly, you will get Alabama into the playoffs, number one seed, and then you're two games away from potentially going back-to-back as national champions. This is going to be a fantastic ball game. Must-see TV. The two best programs in the SEC over the past five, six years square off. In Atlanta, once again. Guys, on behalf of my team here at the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network, it has been a pleasure um, covering uh, this year's college football season, championship weekend, 3 p.m. Central Time, ABC. I'm sorry, CBS. 3 p.m. Central Time, CBS. Can't wait. Enjoy the rest of your Friday as we get ready for two games to kick off later tonight on Championship Weekend. Of course, the big slate uh, coming on Saturday. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Looking forward to some great games this weekend. Have a good day. God bless. We'll see you soon.
0: We would like to thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network. Special thanks to our sponsors, The Rebel Walk you can visit their website at www.therebelwalk.com. David Walker, you can purchase a copy of his fantastic book I'll Tell You When You Are Good on Amazon. Quick Cut Media, for the best video production for your company head over to them at www.quickcutsmedia.com. I'm changing the narrative. Our good friend and mentor Rachel Barbo started this movement to improve the lives of current and former athletes. To learn more visit www.imchangingthenarrative.com. If you have missed any previous episodes of our podcast, you can find us on your favorite podcast platform, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Overcast, Radio Public, and Breaker. You can also find the shows on our website at www.crunchtimesportsadvantage.com and in the follow-up section you will find the links to our Twitter page at Crunch Time VIP, and our podcast and YouTube channel. You can hear Kenneth on Saturday mornings as he joins the Southern Gentlemen Sports Show hosted by the Georgia Dog, Pac-12 Dave, Irish Bill, Noel Cora and Ms. Kelly Cash. For show times and how you can stream the show head over to wearesportsradio.com or southerngentlemansports.com. You can also hear Kenneth as he hosts a live Colin show Talking All Things Southeastern Conference Football on Mark Rogers' The Voice of College Football SEC YouTube channel. Also be sure to join Kenneth and I on Sunday afternoons as we recap all the action from the weekend in college football, On behalf of Billy and Kenneth, this is Summer and until next time have a great rest of your day and all aboard!